Ray-Ban Meta Smart Glasses combine iconic style and cutting-edge technology. It's built with Meta AI, so you can ask stuff like, Hey Meta, look and tell me what kind of bird that is. Or, Hey Meta, tell me about the Roman Empire. Plus, it can take photos, record video, send messages, make video calls, and even play your favorite music and podcasts. All from the glasses. So you can keep your phone in your pocket and stay in the moment. Ray-Ban Meta Smart Glasses. Available at select retailers. Every memorable gift starts with a story, right? And Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Rye Whiskies are aged at sea, where they are transformed by the unpredictable and unrelenting elements. You'll taste the journey in every sip darkened. By the pounding waves, kissed by the ocean air, caramelized by the equatorial heat. Give the gift of adventure. Give Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon Rye. Please, sip responsibly. Copyright 2023, Jefferson's Bourbon Company, Crestwood, Kentucky. Sounds like you could use a break, right? Four delicious pieces of chocolate, three crisp wafers, two layers of sweet Kit Kat filling, and one incredible break. I love my Kit Kat bar. I mean, do you remember your first Kit Kat? Do you remember when you were on the playground, the power that you had, when you could just break off a piece and give it to your friend? It's a theme song that is stuck in my head. It is a multi-sensorial eat with an auditory snap. I love a Kit Kat. Have you had a Kit Kat lately? Well, have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Hey everybody, today's live episode of How Did This Get Made is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace. That's right, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, you heard me right, 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code JUNE, that's J-U-N-E, at checkout. Because a better website starts with your motherfucking website. All right, today's episode is a live episode, which means there might be some audio distortions. There might be some things happening that are more visual than the normal podcast. Guess what? Deal with it. If you want to see us so much, come out and see us on September 20th. That's a Saturday at Largo in Los Angeles. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. Our first show is sold out. Our second show, there are tickets still available. If you are coming, the 8 p.m. show is the Mariah Carey Classic Glitter And the 10 p.m. show is the soon-to-be Miley Cyrus classic, LOL. You're welcome. And by the way, LOL is only available on Netflix until 9.15. So watch it now. Ooh, watch it. All right, so enjoy the show. We'll see you at the end. Imagine Black Swan if it was directed by Sylvester Stallone with music by Frank Stallone. We saw Staying Alive, so you know what that means. Hello, people of Earth, and hello, people of Los Angeles! We are here tonight at Largo, our home in Los Angeles, with an amazing audience. You just heard them. And we have an, a very, very exciting show. It's appropriate that we are doing this show in a theater because this is a show about theater. <laughs> about the art, the craft of dance. And we are going to talk about this movie. But we're going to do things a little bit differently tonight as I introduce everybody. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my co-host for the evening. Please welcome... Jason Manzuka! 
chest. Pretty different. That was uh, the dulcet tones of Frank Stallone. Um, I have seriously nonstop been listening to that song. That song should be called nonstop. That's, it is relentless. It is an amazing. It's a beautiful song, and I'm so glad. That I'm going to play that when I have sex next. <laughs> I'm going to be like, "Hey, give me just one second. I'm done. <laughs> Ladies, um, <laughs> when I heard that song. And the, like I had heard it like in things that were making fun of staying alive for so long that I was like, who, who wrote? I thought, is that a Bee Gees song? And then I realized, yeah. no, how much Frank Stallone stink is all over this movie. <laughs> Seven songs of Frank Stallone. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Frank Stallone, if you do search him like I've been searching him, his album cover, he clearly couldn't w- decide whether You're making whether that not- documentary searching for Frank Stallone, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh... He uh, lives in a studio uh, in West Hollywood. So he, uh, but he couldn't With make his uh, mom jacket. <laughs> he couldn't make a decision on his album cover to put on the leather jacket. So it's just over one side of his body. <laughs> it's a pretty great, uh, pretty great album cover. Welcome. Oh, guys. This was a dream. <laughs> I watched this whole movie just in awe. Yeah. Like just my, yeah. it just. I wanted to, I hated it, but I also wanted to live that life at the I same know, time. I like know. it was. There was That's something disgusting about it, but it pulled you in 100%. Yeah. It, the movie makes no sense. We should just get out. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it doesn't. It is. But to open with a chorus line, oh, yeah. to me, is just like, it's a dream come true. We're going to say something. I'm going to say something that is perhaps not controversial at all and has maybe been said a million times before, but I did not know because I have never seen this movie before. This movie is Showgirls. <laughs> this movie, front to back, is the movie fucking Showgirls, only without as much rape. <laughs> uh, I, uh, but. It, it, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. Oh, movie it happens too. in Showgirls, guys. I was thinking about this movie too, and I also felt like that they were like the Bolton reason why Stallone character. directed it, because I feel like he was also trying to make it like Rocky too. Like it oh, yeah. felt it, like it's Rocky. Dance Rocky. It's dance yeah, a Rocky. dance Rocky. Yeah. Um, but dance I said, Rocky. Very rarely. I said Which also very, just failed on Broadway, I believe. It did. It closed very quickly. <laughs> I was like, very rarely do I know that I'm going to love a movie from the first, literally the first second in oh, this yeah. movie. You, you can't beat it. I mean, here, this is just so you get a, a chance to see what the Play, first... I would honestly be okay with playing the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> if you were like, oh, let me just show you one second, and then we just watched the whole movie. <laughs> this is only 20 seconds, but you'll get a, a sense of how uh, electric the opening is. You will come... You're going to want it longer. You will come at, at second seven. <laughs> here we go. I'm in love. I'm in. I'm 100% in. And I'm done. (laughs) This is the opening of the movie. Because it's how you want to see dance movies. It's how you want to see a dance movie in tight close-ups. 
<laughs> Every Step Up movie can suck a dick because it does not start like that. They, uh, they also did the thing where there's an audition sequence and it lasts 10 seconds and the, per- the directors are be like, we'll let you know tomorrow. It's just like, dun-dun, dun-dun. That's it? Okay, goodbye. Well, okay, so... If we can, well, should we dive in? Yeah, we please. Dive in? Okay, because in that sequence, they choose the girls right there. Because they, they cut a lot right. of girls and they choose their girls. And then the guys come out and John Travolta comes out and he, the director says, I'm going to need 24 hours. <laughs> and I'll, I'll uh, also, know. the director of this, just interesting to note, Kurtwood Smith, yep. who clearly, I did a little bit of research, was just in Rambo with Stallone. So I'm uh. sure he was like, We'll get him in as the choreographer with no lines. <laughs> well, and, so I was confused from the beginning because I wasn't clear, even from this opening chorus line sequence, like what, what his um, problem as, or Achilles' heel as a dancer was. <laughs> like what was holding him back that he wanted... Himself! To, but in no, what no, no. way? Because was he... He was going off on his own and improvising. Yes. Okay. Improvising. Wait, no, I, no, no. Yes. That he was improvising? Keep playing. I only have a couple more seconds. <laughs> wait. Oh, so wait. His, improv- his improvisation? I thought he just couldn't catch the breaks. I didn't get that he was improvising. No, he, they, they keep, people keep getting cut. People keep yes. getting cut. It gets down to like the final few guys, and then he jumps off and does a couple of like doodly-doos uh. on his own. <laughs> and in the next time, doodly-doos. I was a dancer. Uh, <laughs> And the next time, he's cut, and he's like, oh, God damn it. Uh, uh. But he learns a very important lesson and does the exact same thing in the finale and, and wins the movie. Can I say something about his character journey? And I yeah. don't know if I can articulate this, articulate this correctly. So there's this new hot thing that he's into and then there's his girlfriend this poor woman this yeah. poor woman she God. is God understand this relationship. to call her a girlfriend oh. is being generous really generous she is the doormat that he is oh. like booty calling when booty calling meant can I find a payphone and is the person Horrible. literally home to answer a, a landline he was, he was literally Horrible. fucking a girl Finishes fucking her and then calls the other girls like, "Hey, can I come over to you now?" Yeah. yeah. No, so he gets he keeps having arguments with both of the women, and it it seems like it's a story about a character that's you know he wants something but he's demanding it from two people and he has to learn this lesson. Like that's what it seems like, but okay. I don't know that Sylvester Stallone was in on that. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like it almost felt like if he if Sylvester Stallone were to give a log line of this movie, it would be like, "Oh, these two broads are giving him a hard time." You know? Right. Like He right. just he just wants to dance and these bitches be weighing him down. Right. But, by but, the way, I think you're right because not to cut ahead, but the last line of the movie. Oh wait, oh, yo, you're gonna oh, get into that? I, no, I, I know that's. Far I love ahead, that but you I all reacted exactly. like, well, don't spoil it. it. That that last line of the movie is a treasure chest that needs to be opened. <laughs> but, you're like, but in terms of his journey, he's by himself at the end, yep. just mm. simply strutting. Yep. You yeah. know, so. That is his journey. Like he, it's it's not really about fixing any of his flaws. No, it's about learning man. to tell everybody to fuck off and just right. do and, his and own strut. shit. But but wait wait. But the crazy thing is is like I do believe it was directed. Like Stallone wrote this movie, uh, as he writes every movie, uh, and apparently he wrote it and. Um, <laughs> Is this the movie where they want to take his name off it? No, uh, that's the next movie. Uh, 
uh, but Stallone wrote this movie, but I feel like he wrote it from like his perspective of yes. like, I like to fuck girls, and if they can't get behind me fucking multiple Literal, okay. girls. This is literally what happens at the end of the movie. He's in the final dance number. He has ascended through the ranks to be the lead of, I don't know what this is on Broadway. I don't know if this like, is a show that Broadway. exists on Broadway. I so Broadway shows. I don't know. This I've is never some, heard of Satan's Alley. This is I don't some know. sort of nonsense. This is like some sort of moog fantasy uh, jazz nightmare. I don't know. Was this ever a thing? I mean, so was Were there plays no. like this? There was okay, called so Satan's there was like, Alley, right? Yes. Yeah. But this was like... Like, this was like a showgirls show. It looked like a showgirls like the review. The dancing is just like sped up voguing, yeah. Madonna yes. voguing. It's like, yeah, fanning <laughs> each other's face. He's and by all the way, the same dancing from the opening is in the end. Yes. There's no, it's not like oh that show is different. They're, that's the- they're all the same show. <laughs> yeah, they, he ascended through the ranks. He he's already triumphed. He shamed the dumb guy who danced like a, a robot. He's the lead. His mom is so proud. He's sick. But what he has to do in order to truly succeed is take the British girl who is his partner in the show, throw her in the garbage. <laughs> that happens. He picks her it happens. Up and throws her away. <laughs> then you think, okay, he's choosing his girl. He's choosing the fuck buddy. And he's like, all right, babe, I love you. I love you. And she's like, we did it. And he's like, yeah. And he basically face palms her down. <laughs> And it's like, I'm fucking out of here. Kicks open the door. I went. I was looking at um I was looking to Satan's Alley to see if it would provide some insight. Like if Satan's Alley was going to be if he was gonna have a similar journey as a character in Satan's Alley. Yep. Well he is a Christ-like Did you make sense figure. of Satan's Alley? Okay. June thought it was a beautiful play. I love. I thought the Valley. book was great. <laughs> if you go back to the source material. <laughs> but see, the thing with Satan's Alley is that he starts off as, I think, a Christ like figure. And there are wow. all these demons coming after oh, him. For sure. He's whipped. He's whipped. in a Christ like pose yes. at one point. Yep. And then. Satan comes to get him. Which is Fiona Hughes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the British From woman. General Hospital. And she, and, but see, then he pushes her away, and that was a move that he, you know, improvised right. himself. But then at the end, they still end up together. No, he ends no. up, he ends up, no, he's now, Wait, oh, at Satan's the end Alley. of Satan's Alley. Oh, at the end, oh, I apologize, I apologize, Alley. yes. At the end of Satan's Alley. So this is a so Satan guess, Al- Satan's Alley kind of talk, right? Well, Jason's I not, do yeah. think, and I, I'm not trying to give Sylvester Stallone credit here, but I do think that <laughs> if we look at Satan's Alley as sort of a microcosm of what the whole movie was. Which think, we should be. <laughs> okay. I think he ended up, you know, in hell with the devil and didn't no, learn anything. No, he doesn't. And if he ha- This is what I think. Go ahead. If he had learned anything, instead of reaching out to her, he would have pulled up Jackie to take that solo. Mm. Great, and I love that. But he is rising up out of hell and casts his hand down. I'm listening. Casts his hand down and says, jump. The the Christ offers his hand to the devil and says, follow me to heaven and I will take you out of hell. She is doubtful. She's a doubting Thomas. She jumps and makes it in her arms. He thrusts her over her head because Christ wants the devil to get to heaven before him. Because because Christ turns the other cheek. He forgets about it, but... 
Because he'll take the devil. The to biblical heaven. allegory okay. here is very okay. obvious. By the way, the audience, the audience seeing this very, very modern dance show is all oldies. There's nothing in that, and they give him a rousing ovation, like a standing ovation. My biggest question about Satan's Alley as a show is they do the first number. And it seems to me that we see all the cast out on stage in that first number. Then they all kind of take a break in the, after that first number, yep. and they're like, you, 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 did, you fucked up. You go over here. Like, what was going on on stage? It wasn't the intermission yet. The intermission is right. a later beat. I just was confused about where the show, what was happening. Well, that was, the, that was the, on stage in those scenes with a B story of Satan's Alley. Which, I, what's which happening a, there? Is a bunch Jackie of other, the star a bunch of other that? Ca- Oh, I wish Jackie was. I loved Jackie. I love Jackie. Well, here's what's weird, too, about that production of Satan's Alley. The director, when he casts him as, you know, Jesus Christ, says, essentially, like, I, I need you to channel your anger and your fury and, and your emotions. And then when he does... He says, you just need to dance the dance. Which I found confusing. Good point. Also, it seemed like the director was given this huge monologue at the end. As though he was a character we knew at all. The only also, way I... You don't know this person? The only way I knew that director was that he dressed like Zod from Superman 2. <laughs> and that he might have just been a villain from another realm coming here to fuck with New York City. Before he attacks Superman, he's like, I'll direct the Broadway show, get in Metropolis's headspace, and then I'm gonna do a bigger thing. Right now, I just need to regain some power. And Jackie's haircut is a little bit like the lady in that movie as well. Yes. Zod's lady, uh, short Ursa. hair. Yes, thank you. Is that the blonde lady? Who, uh, yeah. I had a friend who was her stepmom, and she said she was a real bitch. Can I take us back to a moment? <laughs> Go ahead. If I could take us back to a moment. There's a moment in the beginning when John Travolta is like, has a lot of self-doubt, and he's looking to this poor girlfriend for like to feel better, and he says like, you know, I just I, you got I can't remember what he says, but he's right. feeling bad, and she's making him feel better, and then she he's like, don't you ever want to like do more, like push yourself harder, and she says something along the lines of. You know how it's different for a female dancer. We have half the life male dancers do. And his response is just like, yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) And he does not make her feel better. It just goes back to making him feel better. Okay, I agree because I did have the thought at one point, why aren't they auditioning to replace both of them? Like, she's helping him practice to get the solo or to get the lead part. Like, why isn't... Yeah. I wanted, Why do they both go up there together? I do also want to just talk about the bigger concept on, on all of this, uh, because this character is a stalker at points. He's oh. a chauvinist, uh, always. He's a, uh, an adulterer, I guess, I mean, or he's a cheater. Like, he's, he's everything bad, but he's definitely not the character from Saturday Night Fever, right? Can we all agree to that, right? I don't, Can I? Go ahead, okay. I don't... Well, just the, well, you talked about the ending of the movie when he struts to the song from Saturday yeah. Night yeah. Fever, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be from that movie. Yeah. And that's it. Well, that, that, like, that's the, it. the two of them, he walks by the Odyssey, because that's where he used to yeah. dance all the time. Right. And but remember that at the end of Saturday Night Fever, they rape that girl in the car, and yeah. someone jumps off a bridge. Yes. <laughs> so, like, that dark. kind of darkness and weirdness is still woven in here. <laughs> but, like you, like, you did not leave... 
<laughs> you did not leave Saturday Night Fever going, oh, that man wants to be a modern dancer on Broadway. No. Like, that was not... green. Like, it was just like, oh, he's yes. a good dancer, and it lets him, like, get out of his... Like, his life is troubled, and girls are getting raped, and friends are jumping off bridges, and he can at least go to the club and live a little bit. It wasn't like... I will say this. It, I was a solid... 30 minutes into the movie before I realized this was the same character from Saturday Night Fever. Well, literally. he also has lost his accent and they make it like, well, now he's in Manhattan. Manhattan is like over the bridge. Like, he says at one point, he's like, hey, don't get apple pies like this in Manhattan. It's like, you walked here. Okay. Can you we talk about that? From the other spot. Can we talk about that? Because he's at home, he goes home, he has doubts. He goes home, he wants to see his ma, and they're sitting there eating breakfast, which is pie. <laughs> and she's trying to push, have another slice of pie. And he's like, I don't want another slice of pie. Have another slice of pie. I don't want another slice of pie. And it's this weird, and she's kind of pushing it on him. And it's that weird scene that I feel like, like a mom of an anorexic is trying to get the anorexic to eat a little bit more. And it's weird. And then... Then he, he finally is like, I will have another piece of pie. And he picks up the pie plate and brings it into frame and there's only one piece left. Yes. Which means they've eaten a whole pie for breakfast. <laughs> That's how they do it in Brooklyn. Which I thought was very insane. Wait, I think I, okay, so I think I missed something really important. I, I left the movie still not understanding where she made her money. Who? Who? Laura. Laura. Oh, oh you're yes. right. That was oh. her I answered. I agree. She was agree just that 100%. limo. Yeah. yeah, Laura is Fiona Hughes in, from General Hospital, and General Hospital is wearing fur coats, being driven around in limousines. Whose limo is this? <laughs> whose limo is this? Yeah. Does anybody know whose limo this is? And that's it's never answered. Never answered. <laughs> there's never like answered. the there's the sugar daddy looking guy. Right. Right. Who they he runs into that guy. She's clearly been with the director, but then at one point... The director, says, by the way, is all beard and leather jackets, really. Is I, I, I have no problem with that. Hair. No problem with that. <laughs> I was like, that's the part I maybe would have got. Um, but I, well, I did feel like... Then there's a, somebody says a line that they think she has money. Her, she came from money or something. She came from money. So there are a couple okay. of things posited, but I don't know. And I agree, it's, it's ridiculous because Wait. her well, modern dance well, but, but, but modern dance, you would make a lot of money in modern dance. Twilight right? Tharp like, got, yeah, got I mean, very rich. Hundreds of thousands Wait, of dollars no, a week. Alive. She's still alive. <laughs> I, I gotta say, though, Paul, I don't know that they're doing modern dance. What, well, yeah, well, I don't know much about dance. What are they doing? It felt to me more like jazz. Oh, oh jazz. How much do you know about dance, man? <laughs> I don't know a ton about dance, but... I think modern you know more dance about is dance like a than lot you do about more. Gorillas, for example. I think so. I just thought it was more. You keep on calling it modern. I okay, think it's, it's not more, modern. Like, I just don't think those head shakes are. That seems like very jazzy. Without getting too out of control, does this thing have a name, audience? Contemporary. 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 <laughs> All right. Contemporary dance. Like if you saw this now, would it be a valid art form? Like, I think when, here's the thing. I think when people are like, all of the dance numbers, at least in the auditions, were like five, six, seven, eight, and then like a line of people would run up to the stage. Like, I think that running is like all, I think that's jazz though. I don't think that's modern. Okay. Well, we'll we'll clearly never know. Okay. Um, (laughs) It felt to me 
those are the scenes that I was like, this feels like a Vegas show to me. This is what yes. Vegas should. That, that's why I felt like it was Showgirls because all of the, sh- the all of the show elements felt that kind of cheesy and Vegas. Yes. Nothing delighted me more than imagining Stallone approve all the costumes he was wearing. <laughs> Do you think that like Stallone and Bob Mackie sat down and he's like, not this, yeah, yes yeah. to this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to have seen that meeting. <laughs> Apparently Stallone and Travolta worked for a year and a half on all the dancing. Oh, wow. A I year mean, and a, a half. There was a lot of dancing. Yeah. I mean, it so shows. That makes sense, yeah. Can we talk about the scene in the movie early on where Travolta is, you know, he's dancing, he's teaching dance classes at like an Arthur Miller kind of dance school. He's also like a waiter in a dance club. Oh. And he turns down a three-way with two new wave girls? Yes. I was like, whoa, 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 guy. When two new wave girls are like, we want to take you home tonight, you go home with the two new wave girls. This was well, my the, favorite part. Yeah. They wanted so much to show how much he hated being a waiter and how much he wanted to be a dancer. He was the angriest waiter ever. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. a point a patron bumped into him and he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and a woman said something like, I like oh, yeah. watching you walk. And he basically was like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. An angry guy. He's yeah. an angry guy. But walking is his thing. <laughs> this, there's Jason, two movies strutting, built on walking. Strutting, strutting is his sorry. thing. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but look, he didn't want to go home with those new wave girls because, as he said verbatim, I almost got brain damage because you two party too hard. <laughs> Please, come on. But no, he wouldn't cheat. That's what I think it makes, like, so in Stallone's weird. mind, he's like, he's a good guy because he won't fuck these new wave girls. He'll only fuck really good dancers. <laughs> like, he, like, he is a, when he cheats, he only cheats up. <laughs> Well, that's what was so weird about his relationship with Jackie. At one oh. point, I thought, because he forgets to call her to meet her, I mean, a million times oh, in the movie. Constantly. A million times. He treats her like human garbage. Yeah, well, oh. so much so that at one point, I thought, I think he is genuinely forgetting. Like, I think that he's just like... Like, it's not even like, oh, I got caught up and I, you know, I knew I did lost track of time. I thought I was going to get to you. Like, I think he's like not remembering at all that she exists. Like that, like to me, like that was my, I I thought that too. Like it took me half the movie to realize that they were even boyfriend, girlfriend. They're not, they're not, they are fuck buddies. I thought no, they were, Jason, she and says, until I love he says you, I love you in the middle of the movie, they are just like hooking up. But he gets mad when she's looking at uh, yeah, Frank. Yeah, he's she jealous. gets mad and she gets, she gets mad. mad. But he's like fucking the British um, girl who, for a, a very brief period of time, I thought was um, <laughs> Niles' wife from Frasier. Oh, Maris, Perry Gilpin. I was like, yeah. Is this Perry? Is this Perry Gilpin? No, is it Perry Gilpin? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, Jane, Jane Leaves. Leaves. Sorry. Perry Gilpin was Roz. Roz. I love Roz. One of my but favorite then, characters. But then, uh, to your point, like, he literally just fucks that girl, uh, the British girl, and then calls up the other one, but then it's like, it's kind of like a booty call. But no, but he, he kind of is just making go. sure she's alone. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. he's like, is anybody there next to you? She says, no. He goes, okay, good, goodbye. <laughs> You're right. There's a when he first meets the the hot fancy lady, he looks to his girlfriend. Iggy Azalea. Sorry. Sorry. I requested that music follow everything I said. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that running under the whole the whole show. I hear that on a loop. 
uh, to me, this he's like a sociopath. He's talking to his girlfriend, this <laughs> poor woman, when he sees the fancy lady, and he immediately says to her, he's like, she with anyone? And the girl is like, what? <laughs> and then but she says, I don't want to hear about this stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then he's like, I just think she's a great dancer. Don't worry, you're good. It's, yeah. It's so horrible. <laughs> like, horrible. to me, this movie, he's a monster. Like it's Horrible. Irredeemable. On yeah. every level, yes. irredeemable. Well, like, he, his he, girlfriend helps him helps him oh. get the lead in this show and he like you said he fucking face palms like get out need to go out this by myself tonight I'm celebrating with this guy <laughs> oh. oh and anytime anytime another guy shows interest in her he like shits his pants yeah like when the guy from the band comes in is with her he's like who's this he's a musician <laughs> You're with a musician? Are you kidding? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. On the hierarchy, we're ranking dancers above musicians? That's what I, I wrote that down! Chorus line Whoa, dancers. whoa, whoa. No, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. And then she goes, he's a rhythm guitarist. You, oh, oh, that's the worst! A rhythm guitarist is the worst! But that is not true. That is not true. Here, the horn section is the worst. <laughs> Wait, now here's my question about, uh, about Frank Stallone's amazing role in this movie as the rhythm guitar, or, uh, as the singer. Uh, okay, he, <laughs> there's so much. I want, I, well, I want to talk about a couple things. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump around. I didn't get what Laura's job was. So Laura was on Broadway, but also a singer? Yeah. No, you're, you're speaking of Jackie. Oh, sorry, Jackie. So she was on Broadway wanting to be a dancer, but well, I think she's really... in a show. She's in a show with the show that they are, that he goes to watch. Right, but he's also like, I need to also... Because, I think, to Katie's point, she's, she understands that a dancer's shelf life is very short, mm. so she's trying to get some She's other trying to cultivate a, a, like a fallback ladies. career. Yeah, that's yeah? right. Well, if this career, life as a dancer doesn't work out, then I'll be a rock star. Great, <laughs> yeah. got it. Uh, awesome. Very logical. Very By the way, I gotta say, she's killing it at both. Yeah. <laughs> She's gr- she is great in the movie. Um, I'm on board for it. Well, do you want to see who also is in the movie? I, I want to uh, point this out to you. She's um, wearing, though, like a corporate 80s outfit. Uh, She's also- dressed like Hillary Clinton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is a little of, uh, of, uh, of her singing. Which every song in this movie is showed from beginning to end in real time. <laughs> it's, if you took out the dancing, this movie would be about 17 minutes. And every... Every single song that is sung in its entirety is so relevant to the events of the movie that it had to have been written that day to make sense. Like, every song is so specific, there's no subtext. It's just a textual analysis of the events of the movie That is music. Wh- that is why Frank Stallone is so good. Here... I have, Only Frank Stallone can begin a movie with a song whose opening line is "This is the end." <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want to come back to "This is the end," but I also want to. I have two blow your mind cameos. The first one, you can't see it at home, but you in the oh. audience can see it. Check out who's also in the band. Mm. Oh, Richie Sambora. <laughs> right over there on the left, or right. That is literally, literally Richie Sambora. So from under, we are the 
here during the middle of the song. She does. She does. She She leaves the stage. She leaves the stage mid-song. Ladies. To see him. Ladies, learn a lesson from this movie. (laughs) She has no self-worth. I know. Travolta, who is not her exclusive boyfriend is able to beckon her from the stage during a song she is singing. She jumps down happily in order to have a conversation with him. And it's not the end of the song. It's clearly not the end. Oh, no. Can I just say, her low point to me is in the final performance, he tries to kiss the fancy woman. Oh, yeah. And she punches him in the eye. And how humiliating it is for the girlfriend. And he walks off stage. I swear to God. She goes, is your eye okay? Like... (laughs) That's why I feel like Stallone is writing this as him. He's like, yeah, this is how women should be. This is like, he's like, like he, this is so clearly from yeah, his he, point of view. He's like, I just need some filler here. What would you say? <laughs> I, I was, What's uh, weird too is in the context of the movie, like what does the fancy lady Laura want? Like what does she want out of all this? Satan's alley. Well, all she's, of like, she's like, she's <laughs> like Gina Gershon in Showgirls. <laughs> Um, uh, she just is she is the villain of the movie I feel like like she has a very strange role she is the challenge to him or I, I, I couldn't their meeting of him bursting into her dressing room yes amazing and like antagonizing her and like she then becomes the thing he has to conquer or whatever and then it turns into you think it's going to be a love story but then like it all falls and you apart. find out that he's dating someone weird. else you find out he's dating someone else but here's what's weird about the movie and I, I'd say this for John Travolta too like everybody is constantly like shitting on people they want to be with and then inviting them to places after rehearsals or performances. Like that to me was the entire movie. We just fucked. Get over it. Come over to my house tonight. We're going to have cocktails. Okay? There's a lot of like invitations and then people not showing up for those events. There's a lot of mid-scene emotional reversals. You know, like like, yes. like coming at it one way, and then I'm gonna come at this a whole different way. Because <laughs> okay. arguably, you would you would argue if they kept the Tony Monero from Saturday Night Fever, he is dating a girl from Brooklyn who wants him to like work for her dad's like shop or something like that, and she's like, "Give up your dream. You'll never make it as a dancer." And then he meets. Fiona Hughes, and she's tough, but she's got it, and she kind of drives him to become himself. But technically, he just has a girl who's like, yeah, go for your dreams. And another one's like, fuck you, you're a piece of shit. And he's like, I like that one. I like the fuck you go, the piece of shit girl. Like it, yeah. He goes for the opposite well, girl. it's also weird, because you see him really like going for his dreams, and he'll knock on any door, even the Times Square agent. So good. Times Square agent. But but then, but then when like but then he's so obsessed with this idea of like people doing him favors, like he doesn't want to get into any of the shows because someone put in a good word for him, which seems like well you know use whatever connections you have. Like. Wait, did that ever become? I can't remember. Did that become an issue? Like, did he find out she put in a good word for him or anything? Because it felt like it was I set up for I think he did, like in the stairwell or something like that. Because a lot happened in that word. stairwell. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't. I thought he found out. This that production good... team only had the stairwell for like a good month of this whole filming. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing is the stairwell. There was like a big emotional scene, and then the camera just rises up. 
and just catches like the director at the top of the stairwell, like watching the entire thing. I heard it all. It but rises, that doesn't even really come into play. It, it rises up and you see like 10 minutes of leather yeah. and then the beginnings of a beard. Up his trench coat. Oh, speaking of coats, guys, do we oh. like the homage to he takes out the old Saturday Night Fever jacket and he's yeah. like, this is old. And then he puts on like a Miami, and he makes like a Miami Vice jacket. And it's just like, oh, that's sad. That other thing was so fun. And yeah. Like, <laughs> he wrecked the one thing that, he was like Superman, again, to go back to Superman, because I also believe that, uh, whose bedroom, oh, it, whose bedroom looked like a Superman set? Like when they like showed the, be- oh, her Fiona's, bedroom. Yeah. Fiona's bedroom. Yeah. Didn't it like, wasn't it all like silver and oh, stuff yeah. like that? Oh no, that was. Um, oh, rhinestone. Rhinestone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, hers was silver too. There was something going oh, on. There was, was two, yeah. yeah. There was like two willow trees on yeah. each side. Yeah, yeah. And just like a circular. <laughs> yes. Sponsoring today's show is Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. But you guys know that. You know why you know it? Because I'm always telling you that. So what's your problem? Why aren't you creating a website, okay? Is it because you're afraid they're not fast or easy or they don't have uh, beautiful designs? Guess what? Wrong, wrong, wrong. They have 24-7 customer support too, okay? So you get up at 4 in the morning, you could call these motherfuckers up and they'll be like, yeah, what's up? Let's talk about your website at 3.15 a.m., okay? They also support a drag-and-drop interface. So those of us who don't know how to, you know, develop a web page can also create a beautiful website. I wish. I wish I had Squarespace when I first started out in this game. You know why? Because I had the idea for Netflix, but I didn't know how to code for shit. It could have been me making all that money, that Ted Sarandos dollar bills, y'all. I could have had all that money. But guess what? I didn't create Netflix, and now I'm doing a podcast for free. The choice is yours, people. Be a multimillionaire with a giant corporation that trades very high on the stock market or do a free podcast. People, it's a very simple choice. Plans start at $8 a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So for a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code JUNE, that's J-U-N-E, at checkout. Because a better website, wait for it, starts with your website. We've got Warby Parker sponsoring today's episode of How Did This Get Made? Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty objective. Now, check it out. They wanted to create boutique-quality, classically-crafted eyewear at a revolutionary price point. Let me tell you something. They succeeded. Warby Parker is the new way to shop for eyewear, and they've got the coolest selection of vintage-inspired glasses. And guess what? They're all available to you online. Now, let's be reasonable. Glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at, get this, under $100, about 95 bones. And their titanium collection starts at 145 bucks. That includes the prescription lenses, okay? Their at-home try-on program is amazing. So order five pairs of glasses. They're shipped directly to your house. You try them on in the comfort of your own home. You get feedback from your friends, your family, your colleagues. You keep the frames for five days, and you send them back using the prepaid return shipping label, and there's no obligation to purchase. It's just that easy. So if you need glasses, guess what? You need Warby Parker. And now they have this... Really cool thing. It's called progressive lenses. 
And they're the kind, you know, with the distance prescription at the top of the lens and the transition to the reading lens near the bottom. These are made digitally, so they're super precise. So support our show by ordering your next pair of glasses online today at warbyparker.com slash how. And you'll receive a free expedited three-day air shipping on them glasses. So check it out. It's warbyparker.com slash how. People, four eyes, get these glasses. What were they talking about? Like Fiona in, in the general? whole movie? Like, no, like Fiona. Because it's a legit question applied to the whole movie. What were they talking about? Because they literally, they literally, like there's a montage of them just like walking through New York chatting. Yep. It's like these two people have nothing to say to each other. They, in fact, have previously had only contempt for yeah. each other. Although he did say to her after kind of like all of his come on lines didn't work and she slammed the door in his face and he opened the door back up because he will not take no for an answer. <laughs> he says, the thing is, <laughs> I respect your dancing talent and I respect your womanhood. <laughs> what does that mean? What does he mean when he your says womanhood. that? womanhood. What is that? That she can have babies and she has yeah. different organs in him. I mean, yeah. I don't know. He, I think he's what so... he was trying to say is like, I respect you as a colleague, but I also respect you in a romantic way as well. Yeah. Like, oh, I, nice. I respect like your skills and all that, but I want you to know I also respect what you're giving me just right here. <laughs> to me, it feels like it's almost like I respect that you're weaker and trying your best. And, like, I won't take advantage. Right, like... And you have a limited shelf life as a dancer. I respect your talent. I also respect your womanhood and how it lessens your talent. (laughs) Uh, Well, see, to me, it would have made more sense if she had been, like, a by-the-book dancer. Like, if she had been, like, someone who, you know, was obsessed with all the counts and all, like, the steps, and he was coming in and being all loosey-goosey, but was all passion and emotion. I feel like that's what, her being British was part of that. Okay. I feel like Stallone okay. was like, her being British, everybody's gonna think she's uptight and fancy. Yeah. That's well, a, he literally doesn't even say that as a line. He's like, oh, sure, it makes her so smart. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he's so blown away by that. But, it does, but, but she nothing says to sense. Jackie, I mean, you're right, he does tell Jackie, like, basically, I'm in love with this other woman. Yes. He cannot stop talking about her. Can I show you guys, just for a second, my favorite scene in the movie? This is when, uh, when Travolta finds out that he got it. He got the part. Um, here it is, right here. Uh, so he's living, he's living in a flop okay. house. We, we should, okay, we should set it up a tiny bit. Yes. He lives in a gentleman's hotel. Yes. <laughs> So that is like a, where he uh, beats his wife beaters in the shower, yep. keeping them clean. And all it's like it's populated by bums, basically. Yeah. He basically yeah lives in a flop house. Um, Meanwhile, he can walk home at any point. He can live with his parents, no problem. Yep. Nope. He's gotta live in Manhattan. <laughs> Have um, two jobs. And so he's pacing around in the common room yes. where all the weirdos who also live there are sitting around. He's waiting for the phone to ring. This is just after the phone. He's waiting for the phone to ring, uh, and it finally does. And this is him uh, celebrating that he got the part. Here we go. Oh, wait. Oh. Yes. Do you have the phone call itself? I believe so, yes. Okay. Oh, here we go. I want you to really just pay attention to the pace of this phone call. 
Also, I know it's tough to imagine, but he's literally holding a radio in his hand like a cell phone. That's not a phone that he's on. He's just really grooving out to music that close to his ear. So here we go. Yes, yes, this is Tony Manero. Are you kidding? Hold on a second, turn it. Turn down the radio! Yes, I got it. You kidding me? <laughs> Wait a second. That was Can just half of it, just a little bit of it. I just, if he, if he says turn down the radio, what was it? So he has a radio in his hand that's not operating as a phone or the overall no, radio? that radio was the radio he his needed radio. to be turned down. His radio, which was playing Frank Stallone music, which was the same song that he thought the night before. Like, there's no delineation. Be- like, it, Frank macro, Stallone, I guess, is very the popular. The macro music for the scene, the soundtrack music for the scene is revealed in that phone call section to be diagetic to the scene itself. <laughs> Right? I yeah. used that right, right? Yeah, I, I think you did. I don't even Thank know you. how that was right or wrong. So he's holding like a speaker? What is he holding? He's like holding a like radio, a like, a, like a transistor radio. Okay. I still don't understand. But, but. he says, <laughs> the other person on the other line has had no opportunity to None. say any words. And he says, hello? Yes, this is Tony Monero. Hold on a second. Turn down the radio. What? I got it? I can't believe it. <laughs> and then all at once. Uh, the, and, and the other just talking about songs and, and music purveying this is the thing that blew my mind I, this was? this is the, because it's so kind of big okay the movie opens with that amazing Frank Stallone song and, and, and it looks like he is choreographing a dance to that song for a play that's not Satan's Alley the finale song of Satan's Alley is the same song from the beginning. Like, you would think... That they were auditioning for Satan's Alley. Or that you would just say, like, let's do a different song. Like, let's not bookend the movie with the same song. It's two very different parts, right? I mean, is that weird? I would love to hear you talking about this with Sylvester Stallone during production. Do you know what I mean? We can't replay your brother's songs four times. (laughs) The song is good. It's all moog arpeggios and a sweeping sound. It's perfect. Plus, it says this is the end, so it should be at the end, too. But I really feel like they should have kept that song for the end. It would have had like an, an impact, yeah. but to open and close with it in two dancing scenes that are unrelated to each other right. is weird. Scene also to me is so like a glimpse of like the worst. I don't, it just it seems like to me it's like a story of like the average monster in Los Angeles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't root for that person. Like I don't know. No. Like, him. If I saw that, if I was sitting in that room and some guy was pacing because he was obsessed with like getting this moment of fame, like and just pacing and screw. I don't know. I would just be like, this is a lunatic. I wrote down. I wrote down. Is this guy sympathetic? He's not. No. Oh no. Oh heavens no. Oh heavens no. <laughs> Even when he tries to go home and apologize to his mother and be like, I acted like an asshole, I want to apologize, she's like, fuck you. She's basically like, fuck you, don't apologize. Being a bastard is what got you out of this neighborhood. And he goes, so you're telling me being a bastard is what's going to get me ahead? She's like, yup. And he's like, okay, no lessons to learn here. I guess... 
behaving like also, a piece of shit is going to be my ammo. Yep. Or I think it would have even been sympathetic to see that he loved to dance. Mm. Yep. Like, I never really felt like, I mean, look, He says it. Well, then there you go. But I feel like... No, but this is more of like a... He wants fame. Yeah, yeah. He wants he does. fame. Like, there's no... That's like there's the no jerk part of him that's moment. just like, I, I'm in it for the art. Like, he just wants the fame of it all. The yeah. fame of being a Broadway dancer. Because <laughs> even when... Because his, his contemporary success, dance. Yeah. Contemporary his dance. His success isn't enough. Like, he succeeds and gets in the show. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. But then he has to challenge the lead of the show to become the lead of the show. That's not even enough. He then has to throw away the female lead to improvise a solo, which gets a standing ovation. Which, by the way, I, I still feel like, you know, just his trajectory as a dancer after this movie. I know he did a strut and everything, but I don't think he'll work again. <laughs> like, he... Yeah. He He's going to be clearly off. kicked out of a union. He the union will not let woman. that happen. He shoves the, his other lead across the stage and yeah. dances by himself. Like, and, that's crazy. And there's, there's no reason for it because you would argue like, okay, they, like, when he first starts dancing with her, she doesn't trust him. And then they show in the rehearsal footage that, with a very long rehearsal footage, literally the last half hour is all dancing, um, that she starts to come over to his side and then in the show, they seem to be working together as a team. And at that point, he's like, get the fuck out of here. It's not like she doesn't betray him on stage besides she does punching say, him after she kisses him. No, she does. No, no. I think well, the reason he chucks her is because in she the middle of the show, there. she says, you don't have it. Oh, right. She says, you don't have it. And I feel like the chucking her was his, his way of being like, I'll show you. But if you think about it, I think correctly, he is the villain of the movie. Yes. So who's, who's okay, movie who's movie is it? Whose movie is it then? Is Jackie? Jackie the star? Jackie is yes. Jackie should be the protagonist. So maybe like when he walks out the door at the end and announces that he has to strut, she's finally free. She yeah. can move on with her life. For, but yeah, in fact, will probably kill herself. <laughs> um, just kidding. She'll be in flash dance. It's fine. Did you guys? Um, what did you guys think of? Um, uh, of uh, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Boom. In, in the movie. movie. He was what in the saying? movie oh, right here. You can God. check him out. Patrick Swayze is a background dancer uh, who is dressed in a like a, a weird half shirt with white suspenders. Uh, he, the, he played the Oompa Loompa. Uh, <laughs> looking like a glistening see, Corey Feldman. Here's what's weird about this movie is that there is something so inherently sympathetic about a chorus line dancer. Like, what they're put through and having to learn. I mean, there's also something so... Somebody com- should write a play about them. I've, but truly, like, they're cut right away. Like, it would never catch on. Truly, like, you automatically sympathize with these people. So you'd ha- you do have to go a long way to make him unsympathetic. And they do. And they do. They, and they succeed, <laughs> succeed. very quickly. Uh, anyone? Uh, oh, I had uh, I caught something that I don't know if you caught. I, I think if we're going to the okay. same place, are we going to the same place? Is it, is it right Stallone? before the show starts. Oh, yep, got it. All right, yeah, yeah. Please. Uh, are well, you going to play it or you do? Have I don't it? have it as okay. a. But yeah, so you can... And I only caught it because I happened to be watching the movie with subtitles on uh-huh. or whatever. So I read it because otherwise I would not have caught it. I had is... to rewind it because like, wait a second. Okay, so. 
they're going around being like five minutes or whatever, two minutes to show or whatever, okay? Ba 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 ba. And then somebody, a bunch of people run through frame and somebody goes, Yo, hey, yo, Adrian, showtime. Yo, Adrian, showtime. Amazing. Yo, Adrian, showtime. Um, I also want this movie. Did you guys I, also catch during intermission when like it had gone so well? I guess the first half of the show they sort of did a, or maybe it was a, maybe it was after the show and you know the audience was giving standing ovations and they sort of panned over all of the dancers in the dressing room celebrating and one dancer just threw her bra on top of the other dancer's face. <laughs> no. Yes. Like a gigantic bra. I couldn't Wait, tell if Wait, how someone, gigantic? I couldn't tell if someone had thrown it on her or if she had taken it and thrown it on her own face. Like, <laughs> see, it was so strange. In what kind of ridiculous movie do I not even notice that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that just wasn't Like, even any a thing normal for movie, you. I'd be like, what the fuck? But that didn't even, like, pass through my brain. Yeah. Well, Maybe that's a dance thing. Um, At the end of a successful well, show, everybody put your bra on your head. I, I, I do have a question about Broadway stuff again, and I'm opening up to all of you. Uh, in a Broadway show, does the director or choreographer stand in the booth with a lighting tech and go, give me a, give me a spotlight now, bring down the lights, okay, uh, give me a wash? Like he was that's, calling... That's the role of a stage manager. Yeah, it's, yeah. But he was calling it as if he was improvising it too. He's like, spotlight now, now give it a spotlight. Like he was like, he was like creating it on the spot. Like it was, that was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like to give him a role, like that would have been done in tech. Uh, long, long ago. <laughs> nothing in this movie, like you see the, uh, an hour of rehearsals and nothing would have prepared you for this final show because nothing links up to anything no. you saw beforehand. There's not like, you know, not to go dirty dancing, but there's not like one move you're worried about yeah. or there's nothing you're connected to. There's the no action. conflict. I mean, really, there's nope. no conflict. The only thing that happens is like, he's a guy who can't catch a break, he catches a break, and he was right all along. Like, I mean, like, there was no, like, he's like, if only I caught a break, then I'd be the biggest hit on Broadway. He yeah. catches a break, and he's the biggest hit on Broadway. Like, nothing really happens. No. no. What happens is he happens to all the other people in the movie. <laughs> the conflict is between those poor people and this sociopath that is ruining their lives. His, his mother is like, how did he learn to do this? What? Nobody cares about him. Um, so John Travolta is quoted as saying that Stallone is his favorite director because he knew how to make him look best on screen. So fuck you, Quentin Tarantino. I, I will say he looks super he looked hot. Amazing. In this movie. His body was really rocking. It's insane. There you go. Then you guys agree. So best director. Um, here are the two taglines of the movie. I just want to read them because they're pretty fucking amazing. This is the tagline, how they sold the movie. Tony Monero knows the old days are over, but no one's going to tell him he can't feel that good again. Um, See, that's hey, bro. interesting. <laughs> hey, bro. Are you going to see Staying Alive, man? Uh, well, I don't know. What's it about? Oh, dude. Well, the tagline says it all. <laughs> uh, here's another one. It's, been, it's five years later for Tony Monero, and the fever still burns. That's 
that's like that you, one is really upsetting see, to me. See a doctor. Like that. <laughs> I, uh, I saw the movie. I just didn't feel like the fever was still burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gosh. Oh gosh. Um, well, I, I feel like this might be a good a good time to talk to everybody in the audience because I'm sure I see people with sheets of paper out here. You guys have questions. We'll probably have some answers for them. I have, while you get ready and walk out, I have a request for you guys or the internet nerds. Um, There's a lot of slow-mo dancing where everybody's faces look like sex faces. (laughs) Everybody's dancing faces are horrible looking. You know, so while you're do a talking super about cut. It. Oh, you got one? Oh, well, while you're talking about it, I'll just play it. Yeah. So if you could, if somebody could make a super cut of all of the gross slow mo sex faces, yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, Jackie oh, this... is hot. Look at him. Oh, yeah. He's... <laughs> this is them just hanging out too. Ja- her, she is a badass. Yeah, she's. she's cool. Jackie is a fucking badass. She's my favorite person in this whole entire movie. Yeah. I want to see a spinoff with Jackie. Yeah. But yeah, she this... married Richard Marks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that'll she be. She did like she has like seven credits and then married Richard Marks and then uh, they got a divorce. <laughs> she got that sweet Marks money. She got them Marks bucks. Anybody have any questions? Things that we might have missed? Okay, okay. I'm going to go to you because you have a sheet of paper in your hand. Oh, both of you have sheets of paper. Okay. Your name, your one-word review of Satan's Alley and your question. Here we go. Uh, my name is Ren. Uh, my one-word review of Satan's Alley is what the director said. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Love it. Here we go. What's your question? So I came from Warsaw, Indiana to ask June this question. Wow. Warsaw, Indiana. Here you go, June. You might get shot. <laughs> terrified. <laughs> so but at the end of this movie, between the oiled up John Travolta, very muscular, and Jim Varney from Ernest Goes to Jail. Um, no, let me finish, let me finish. Which one of those two is more, as you would say, oozing sexuality? Great question from Indiana. The question to June. Yeah. Who oozes more sexuality? See, I think you know the answer. Jim Varney album. Is that real? You would take Jim Varney, Ernest, over, over like, like the perfection s- of Travolta at this, this is era. This what you have to understand. I agree that Travolta looks better oh, yeah. in this movie. Of course he does. But... The you don't sexuality that I'm interested in yep. is not just about the looks. Like, Varney as bad earnest <laughs> is channeling something else. It's not just about the physical for me. I, I feel like a well, woman in her twenty a woman in her twenties would choose John Travolta, but a grown woman would yeah. choose. Okay, let's Ernest. not age me, Katie. Yeah. Be very careful. Yeah. Be very careful. I, I mean, Katie, say what you mean. A girl chooses John Travolta, a woman chooses him. Thank you. Um, would, would this movie would have been better with Jim Varney? Not as earnest, just he got this script and he did it. What do you think? Would you like to... I think he could have done it, actually. Jim Varney in the role of Tony Jim Manero. Jim Varney can do anything. Oh, he, is, he has passed. Could have done anything. Could have okay. done anything. Uh... Your, I your, will say again, this conversation is very upsetting. <laughs> your name, 
a piece of advice for Tony Manera on your question. Here we go. Uh, my name's Jay. Um, my piece of advice is uh, burn fire. Great. I was wondering if that's where Artie Lang got fire from this No, that's movie. from ACDC. Um, and first, I just want to know if you guys uh, noticed that the, the costume for John Travolta in the end was a precursor to the Ultimate Warrior costume of uh, the 90s. Oh, it does look like the Ultimate Warrior costume. It's very similar without the face paint. But if you put face paint on him, that Who's is... Who's the Ultimate Warrior? From WWF. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. I knew that. I'm cool with wrestling. Ultimate Warrior, RIP, much respect. Oh, absolutely. But I also wanted to ask if you guys would give uh, the patented How Did This Get Made offer to have this group write the movie version of Satan's Alley. <laughs> oh, we could get into real rights problems. I mean, we could, I mean, we'd have to write it with our bodies because there are no words in Satan's Alley. Well, it's one of those things that we could take the music from Frank Stallone. We could take what, choreograph, what choreography we've seen in the movie and we can extrapolate outwards and create something, I bet, pretty erotic. <laughs> like, really deep. You'd have to find an actor that would shove people aside and choose his own adventure well, of a show. I will say, I will say, if you're going to modernize this part, the only person that comes close to the, uh, the, like the ferocious male magnetism and dancing capabilities is Channing Tatum. I think... Wow, now that's I think Magic Mike so 2. Magic Mike 2, Satan's Alley. This could be that's it. Channing Tatum. Get out of the strip club. Satan's Alley. Wait, I have a question about this. Okay, that show was a hit, right? Uh, Satan's Alley got a standing ovation. Now, does every night that you do it again, does he push her out of the way? <laughs> like, do they go, well, we got to keep that because that's what people responded to or do they go back to the old way? Or does he just die? Because when he goes out to strut, he does disappear. Was he a ghost the entire time? Did oh he never God. exist? Did that he would die be on stage? Amazing. Like Black Swan, that was his final swiss. I wonder if they ever had an idea to make this a trilogy and what the third movie would have been. Oh man. Breakdancing? Beat Street. Uh, okay, what is your name? What is another title for Staying Alive 2, or Staying Alive 1? And what's your question? Uh, my name is Jordan. Um, and actually, my, um, I was going to ask about the name of the movie Staying Alive. Um, and I thought that the name should be from one of the many, many Frank Stallone songs. And so I was going to ask you guys, um, what do you think is the thematic significance of the title Staying Alive, considering question. it has about 30 seconds of playtime at the very end of the movie? Ooh, great question. What? Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gander a guess. You got to stay alive to get these great parts. If you kill yourself, you're never going to be on Broadway. That's just the facts. Well, I guess I feel like it's probably just the thing that has name recognition for that character. So instead of calling it Saturday Night Fever again... They called it Staying Alive, linking the two, though, because that's the song from... How about Sunday Matinee Fever? <laughs> Sunday and Wednesday Matinee Fever. Sunday Matinee Bronchitis. 
to me, it's like trying to stay alive even with these dumb broads trying to like keep you down. That's what most movies are. Because mm. <laughs> they are life. <laughs> All right, your name. Who would you cast as the, the lead role in this movie if you could recast it? And your question, go. I'm Ronnie. I'm from Huntington Beach. I would definitely recast this role with Frank Stallone. Current day? Modern day Frank Stallone, obviously. <laughs> My question is, he invited his mother to this movie with a Pulp Fiction-esque gimp costume montage in this? I saw that. Well, yeah, they were all covered in leather at... Well, you were just saying, well, is it appropriate to bring your mother to a show where oh, there's people that didn't get Well, she it? has asked him not to take his clothes off. And he definitively takes his clothes off yeah. in this movie. Which never gets comment. There's a lot of setup for jokes. Like, there's, here's one. He never gets a message. He asks the guy at the front desk like a dozen times, any messages? Never once does he get a message. Because when the call comes, guess what? He's there. Well, I mean, there's a really funny joke in it. Like, when he's really upset, like, he gets bumped by this, like, real rich, cool Italian guy, Sylvester Stallone. You guys remember that part? No, where was that? Wait, you don't remember that Stallone was in this movie? No. Oh, I got to play that clip. Uh, I have that clip. uh, I missed it. Oh, it's the best, uh, most unnecessary cameo. How is he dressed, sir? He's dressed like Craven the Hunter. (laughs) All right, I'm going to play it. That's awesome. <laughs> June's going to cue it up. This is the best. Uh, you'll see it. We have the sound off, so you can just have to watch. I think, you, I think uh, there, boom. <laughs> Blink and you miss it. Totally missed it. <laughs> All right, let's can see. Can I just point out the real-time shooting Come of him here, going sir. from point A to point B? I feel like we saw him walking for 30 minutes. Everything lot, yeah. was real time. Yeah. This movie reminded me how disgusting New York was. Like, it really looked gross. Uh, all right, how are you, sir? All right, who, uh, your piece of advice to Tony Monero, your name and your question. Here we go. Uh, my name's Tony. My piece of advice is <laughs> stop being a dick to everyone. Okay. And stop stealing my name, please. And, uh... Now, Satan's Alley is also the name of the fake movie in Tropic Thunder that Robert Downey Jr.'s character is in with Tobey Maguire. Is that movie in a movie an adaptation of this show or vice versa? Boom, mind explosion. Amazing question. Question of the night. The fact that anyone's raising their hand means they can beat that? Great observation. Wow, three positive already. Let's see. Beat it. Okay, my question is, given that this movie was so, like, like a 90-minute music video and so dreamlike and ended at the same note as Saturday Night Fever begins, do you think it's plausible that this movie was just a dream? Oh, is it? You're positing this is a Jacob's Ladder scenario? (laughs) And then Tony just wakes up He's like, time to go to my job at the paint store. You know, well, that actually feeds into what I think, because he disappears. Like, he literally disappears. Like, that, I'm not making that up. He disappears. 
Did well, he ever right, exist? Though, it does feel. Here's the thing. It feels at the end of the movie like he's not. Um, like he's not going to return to this show. He's not going to return to dance. Like he's walking into another like dimension. D- <laughs> kind of like it. It ha- There's a sense of like I'm leaving everything behind, yeah. and I'm just going to continue strutting. Like the, like the third movie just picks up with him walking yes. into becoming like a beekeeper or exactly. something. Exactly. Like, like there's going to be no connection. Wait what a second. We just watched. What if? What if? He was beamed up by the race of aliens from Battlefield Earth. <laughs> and he starts a whole new planet. That may be, this might be a prequel to Battlefield Earth. They were, they were watching Earth and were like, he is clearly its highest form. He showed all those rat brains what dance is for. He, he renounced all of the weaker sex. And uh, succeeded only on his own. We will take him. <laughs> now Ron Hubbard demands it. Sir, you have a question? Uh, yeah, I want to address the... I, I have feelings for the Bee Gees. They wrote like five or six new songs, and yet all their songs are kind of used in all the wimpy dialogue moments, and then like it's Frank Stallone all over. Are, are the Bee Gees, were they like the, the abused first wife? Like, 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 and now and Frank Stallone is the trophy uh, songwriter of... I that can't is. see, but is that a member of the Bee Gees asking that question? <laughs> Barry Gibb, get out of here. With, without a doubt, uh, well, I'll, I'll set this up. Uh, obviously, we have an opinion about this movie, but now it is time for a second opinion. These are five-star reviews that were pulled from Amazon. I actually pulled a couple because they're so fucking good. Um, one of the best ones. All right, this one is um, it's titled Andy Warhol Loved It by Unlucky Frank. And, and this is just a part of his gigantic post. If you appreciate Kama Sutra paintings, you're going to love this flick. The routines are sexual. There are tons of tight butts, legs, and thighs floating through the shots. Reason enough to give this five stars. Now, I love that he delineates paintings. <laughs> Karma suit of paintings. This one, I think, goes to answer your question about uh, staying alive. Uh, this is a, uh, titled Good Movie. He did give it five stars, though. It's good. By Edwin, Edwin Perla. And he writes, It is a great musical movie about something that happens every single day. In everybody's life. What? And you what? can learn how to stay alive. So, for this person, this movie is a how-to. How? It's a resource. Wow. Oh, fuck. Wait. Hold on. Shit. I feel on the verge of death. Put staying alive in. I need to remind myself how to do this. All right. Oh, my God. 
now Jason, yes, you, you joke, but um, <laughs> S. Bogus writes Staying Alive to Stay Alive, continues this thought by saying, watching, exercising to both soundtracks of Saturday Night Fever and Staying Alive with John Travolta would definitely make the change of many lives. If you have not danced to one of the songs per day, you would not need any weight loss. You would not need any over-the-counter medications or supplements. I watched this, and having lived those days, it's amazing how music was the cure to everything. Overall, great health. Many obese persons would never have weighed heavier than the normal, the normal muscular body mass of one that is structurally built. It's a fun dancing experience that might help with depression. I would send a major recommendation to just work out to one of these songs by dancing when you have a few moments alone. Or Paul, not. Daily. Yes. Paul, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you have one of these songs on your computer? I, I do, I do. Would you cue it up? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Everybody up. Everybody needs this exercise. You we podcast listeners are disgusting human beings. We're all so this take... isn't for us. This is for everybody. We're all going to get up and dance to this. All right, ready? Here we go. Well, let's go. Get up! Okay. I know you right now are listening to the podcast going, what is happening? Basically, a full-on dance routine is breaking out. Uh, so just picture me, June, Jason, and Katie Dippold dancing on stage aggressively. This is the end. Reminder, you're not really this. Push the person next to you. Knock them down. Take the stage. Take the stage. Try and lift someone. I'm kidding. Don't do that. In the middle, you guys fucking dance. Amazing. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, what an amazing love story between the two of you. I really got it now. I really understood it. That one was a big fuck you to the podcast listeners. <laughs> and What's I'm going on? What's going on? Not What's going, going on? to edit it out. I'm leaving that in. Uh, here we go. And, and so he concludes by saying, if you do that, <laughs> amazing results will come naturally. Try to treat your body as what you expect from it and overall terrific health. What would it hurt to try? You guys, seriously, I am realizing that a lot of people found this movie not having any understanding of like the song staying alive or the cultural reference, like just literally saw it in the library. Or the video store. Wait, wait, wait. In a like, library? That's like the first of, place? Honestly, yes. I feel like both of these gentlemen found this movie in the library. In the library. Okay. I'm dead serious. And 
are deeply troubled. Well, the guy, one guy was like, there's lots of close-up pictures of butts and stuff. <laughs> and thighs. They were like, you're going to have to bring that back. And it's it, really quite sad, though. They just saw the title and thought, I, I need this. They <laughs> thought of it as like film. a self-help thing. Yes, yes. Um, the I final might be really dying. dark. The final five out of five star review is one of my favorites. Um, this is actually, the review is the VHS tape, uh, not the DVD. Oh, no. Uh, Don't pity the people who use VHS. <laughs> it was only 2001. Oh. It was only 2001. Oh, that poor person doesn't have a Blu-ray. <laughs> this, um, this is written in all caps. I will not read it yelling, though. I fail to understand why so many people slate this movie. Hey, yes, the script is not written in any way to reflect an intellectual plot or a masterpiece. The journey of the character played by John Travolta is only skin deep. But how much can you go in two hours? A lot of movies would disagree. And plus, how much can you go in two hours? I work as a professional actor slash dancer, having qualified from one of the top academy in the world. And I have met and worked with Sly, and no other filmmaker can give an audience an adrenaline rush like this. The film inspired me throughout my time at drama school. It inspires me. It's honest. It's real in observing the mechanism one goes through to succeed. Yes, it speeds it up a bit, but it's a film for God's sake. It's escapism. The ideology of a guy wanting to be in a Broadway show and how he gets there is full of conviction for me. Get this movie onto DVD quick. It's simply the best for any aspiring dancer and actor to draw inspiration from. Honest. Experience it! So he, he is using that as, um, as a manual. A manual for success. Everybody's getting so much life-affirming uh, content from this movie which is about a monster <laughs> destroying the lives of those around him in order to succeed. Yeah, but day by day, did he not stay alive? You got me there, June. You could argue he started the movie alive and finished the movie alive, Stay. so he did it. <laughs> is there anything else we'd like to chat about? Anything that we missed? Anything from the audience? Did we miss anything that we... That you, uh, you, there's a glaring... All right, this guy says there's a glaring thing that we missed. It's better be good. Here we go. Go for it. It's actually not from the movie, but it, I wanted to... Let, I wanted to <laughs> did you guys know that this was a choose-your-own-adventure book? It was made into a choose-your-own-adventure book? What? <laughs> Hold on. Let's all leave right now and go to eBay. I'm, look at me. Look what I'm doing. It's, all right. I am on uh, You eBay. have a picture of it? He has a picture of it. Uh, you're starting up your phone. But, so it's a choose-your-own-adventure book. So do you, I guess you can like, fall in love with Jackie or you can treat her like shit? I, I think the only option is you treat her like shit. That's the only Don't take, take no for an answer. Go to page 36. Don't take no for an answer. I, I bet Turn the all page. The, 
All like all the all the options are like that scene in Terminator where it's like someone knocks on the door and it's like, "Fuck you, asshole." It's all like, tell someone to go to hell or tell someone to fuck off. Um, I'm gonna look at the. Uh, uh, well, this is amazing. <laughs> I imagine of- some chapters end just like, fuck you, you'll go to page 25. <laughs> <laughs> they yells at you, go back, you made the wrong choice. If you're a man, choose whatever page you'd like. If you're a woman, turn the next page, dummy. <laughs> which, it's not on eBay currently. Um, which leads me to my question, like, literally, who is this movie for? I mean, a choose-your-own-adventure book is for children, right? I mean... Is this for children? <laughs> like, should children be reading a Staying Alive Choose Your Own Adventure? Yes. <laughs> In a word, yes. I read all the Magnum P.I. Choose Your Own Adventures. <laughs> Worth it. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, any, anything else from you guys? Anything else at all? Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You guys. Okay, well, geez. Oh, we have two more from the crowd. We don't know if we're doing this. Here, here we go. What do you got? Come to me. Uh, I would just like to point out that if you hunt around on YouTube, you can find a great making of featurette featuring Stallone and Travolta, and you asked who this movie is made for, the host of that little piece is Geraldo Rivera. Get back out, leave again. We got homework. I do want to say this. Our audiences are the fucking best. You guys You guys do fucking the get it. I feel bad for your lives, but you get it. Um, would you recommend? Would you recommend yes. watching this movie? Hundred percent, instantly. Yeah, yeah. I would not only recommend getting it, but searching Frank Stallone and getting that album. I can't. I literally can't stop listening. Please, to that song. please, fuck to this tonight. Please. You're here with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or somebody that's it's a date, you whatever. Go home and be like, well, I said fuck to it. Should we fuck? Yes. <laughs> fuck to it and I, tell us about it on the message boards. I you believe, weirdos. I d- I'm going to argue and I say it's a better finger bang song. <laughs> One more movie. Oh, oh. <laughs> I am... So sorry, June. I am so sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, well, we this have is fun. for me like a top ten how did this get made movie. Yeah. Well, it was a huge hit, by the way. And that well, thank you guys for coming. That's it. That's our show. We did it. We did it. It was great. Thank you. Thank you, Katie Dippel. Um, give it up thank you guys so much for coming out well we definitely did it that was another live episode live from Largo if you want to come see us at Largo go to Largo-LA.com see us on September 20th it's a Saturday 8 and 10 p.m. shows we got Glitter and LOL back to back a uh, big hand for Katie Dippold uh, she's an amazing talented writer she's written on uh, Parks and Recreation, of course, wrote the hilarious movie The Heat and is doing so many more cool things that are probably secretive and I can't share with you. But you can follow her on Twitter. You can follow Kitty Dippold. You can follow me at Paul Shear. You can follow June at Miss June Diane. And of course, Jason is still not on Twitter. But you can tweet things at Jason at 
HDTGM. That's right. That's our How Did This Get Made Twitter account. We read a bunch of stuff there. We retweet. We do a bunch of, I don't know. I don't know if we do a bunch of stuff, but we we look at it. We retweet. We have fun with it. And we have a Facebook page. Check us out there. And if you feel like we missed anything, that we didn't cover something to your liking, you can always go to Earwolf.com, go to the message boards, and leave it for our mini episodes where we get into it in corrections and omissions. These are things that we might have missed that we didn't talk about. I will address them in the mini episode. So you have all that to look forward to. And guess what? While you're at it, buy a shirt. That's right. You can buy a shirt. I had this get made daredevil inspired shirt at earwolf.com. Forgot about one, didn't you? Forgot all about it. Uh, okay. And reminder to watch Jason and myself on the league every Wednesday night. That's right. Every Wednesday at 10 p.m. on FXX. And June will be on the fourth episode of the show. So be Jason, June, and me all in one episode. It's a how did this get made episode of the league. And a big thank you to July Diaz who recorded the episode Amazing job. Amazing. And uh, everybody who helps us out, I'm talking about uh, Leanna Waldron, who does all of our graphics. I'm talking about Avril Haley, who does all of our amazing clip pulling. I'm talking about uh, Nate Kylie, who uh, gets all the research done. Uh, I'm talking about all these people because I love all these people. They're so good. And, of course, Katie Dyer, who helps us out with the social media aspect of the show. All right, everybody. That was a lot of fun. Have a great day. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead. Hulu has movies. We're here to tell you again... Hulu has movies that put you in the driver's seat, like Ferrari, starring Adam Driver. Hulu has movies that will terrify you, like The First Omen, plus the entire Omen franchise. Hulu has movies that will inspire you, like Origin, directed by Ava DuVernay. Hulu has movies that will make you hold on tight, like Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. We've said it before, and we'll keep saying it. Hulu has movies. Treat Dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts Dad will love, up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off.